Welcome to the Informed Fitness Podcast, 20 minutes with New York Times bestselling author, Adam Zickerman. In this podcast, we're gonna discuss my original vision for how we started Informed Fitness and where I want Informed Fitness to go and where we think exercise should go in the future. It's nice to see that my original intuition over 20 years ago has been validated by some recent science. So we're gonna bring on some scientists in this industry, some great testimonials from clients that have experienced this. I'm gonna be bringing in musicians and very interesting people, bodybuilders talking about how little they actually work out. It's going to shed some light on some very important topics. You know, I like the philosophy of the program of taking each one of the muscle groups to uh, meltdown is <laughs> really what it is. And, and you know there's a certain amount of emotion that goes along with these meltdowns. So you kind of have to be willing to, to get into that, that, that thing where, okay, the saber-toothed tiger's got me and it's gonna bite off my head. And it's, but it's a slow bite and you just have to will, be willing to stay there, <laughs> you know? I mean, anybody can do half an hour a week. Anybody can do a half hour a week of a saber-toothed tiger biting down on your head. If that doesn't define intensity, I don't know what does. That was Keith from the Toluca Lake Informed Fitness location. He's one of the clients. He's been coming for quite some time, I believe. Is that right, Sheila? Yeah, he's been coming for probably a year and a half now, I would say. And Keith is how old? Keith is almost 72 years old. And he has been doing this for quite some time. And that's how he describes high-intensity strength training. And a great selling point for Informed Fitness. And that's exactly what we're doing here today. Welcome to episode four of the Informed Fitness Podcast. My name is Tim Edwards. And of course, joining us again is Sheila Melody from the Toluca Lake location. We have Mike Rogers from New York City. And across the hall from him, the founder of Informed Fitness and the author of Power of Ten, the once a week slow motion fitness revolution, Adam Zickerman. This episode intensity can probably uh, turn itself into two, three, maybe even four episodes, because this is kind of the foundation of what you've put together with Informed Fitness, Adam. Yes, and that description of a saber-toothed tiger biting down on his head slowly. I'm almost cringing uh, thinking about what people have never heard about this workout, and and they come across this podcast, and if they listen to this, they're like, screw that. Well, it's a slow bite. It's a slow bite, but you know what? You got to listen to what he said. Anybody can do anything for 20 minutes. And the last episode that we had, uh, the importance of muscle uh, is the result of what happens when you're able to just do something for 20 short minutes minutes a week, which is also the length of our podcast as well, just to kind of give you an idea of how little of an investment it is for some long-term big-time gains. So yes, we don't want to scare anybody away with the saber-toothed tiger comment, but here's a 72-year-old man talking about something he's able to endure 20 minutes a week. And I think that's just a fantastic testimonial, maybe not the most accurate description. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't want to. I don't listen. I, I, I was smiling and smirking and kind of cringing at the same time. I mean, I, I understand what he's saying. And, and, and the fact that you just pointed out that he's 75 and doing it should, should say it all. That It does. You know, if he's 75 and enduring this kind of intensity... Well, let's not give him give that much credit. He's 72. But, <laughs> sorry, <excuse me. laughs> but close yeah. enough. <laughs> he's an intense years. guy, too. He now, is. You know, this is such an incredible topic because what I'd want people to get from this episode today is understanding that 
as important as intensity it is for exercise, it doesn't mean danger. Mm. doesn't mean I can't do that because I'm out of shape or I'm not that strong right now. I can't work out that hard. Or I'm not young enough to work out that hard. Because that's not where the danger lies. It's not intensity that causes the, the, the dangers of, of, of exercise. It's intensity coupled with high force, crazy movements, ballistic movements. High repetitions. High repetitions. It's, it's just force associated with that intensity. So we don't realize that you can have a very intense experience weightlifting and have it be of the utmost safety at the same time, which is the real profound thing about this. And we, I think we talked about this on the first episode, about the safety and intensity. Mm-hmm. So the thing about intensity is you can get there. I mean, you have to get there. And if you can get there with confidence and you're not going to get hurt, like our friend Keith just mentioned, mm-hmm. at 72 years old, being able to work out that hard and not worry about hurting himself, that that's the beauty in this. That is the true beauty in this. Things that are generally worthwhile oftentimes are not easy. And that goes with everything that I think we do in our lives. And I think it's just, uh, you know, if you want to do something that's worthwhile, that's only 20 minutes once or twice a week, I mean, the bang for your buck just really, really hits hard there. I mean, and we hear all sorts of different scenarios. Like he's mentioned being bit by a saber-toothed tiger. The most common one I think I hear, especially from women, is childbirth and things <laughs> like that. You know, so they, but it's a, and and, and they they go all another over another real place. attractive description. <laughs> exactly. of yeah, we're, we're, people are going to be lining Sign up. Sign me up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me just say, you know, as as a, you know, it's as someone who never really went that intense before. I started doing this workout. And when I was uh, opening Inform Fitness in L.A. here and our trainer, I brought our trainer, Ann Kirkland, on, and she's amazing. Mm -hmm. And we were doing each other's workouts. And um, there was one moment that I'll always remember because I was doing the leg press. And the leg press, it does get scary. Like what Adam says, we don't want it to think that intensity means danger. But in your mind, it is a little scary when you're lifting that heavy weight and you're feeling in your body that you can't go on. I remember I was getting a little scared, you know, because I was going up toward 200 pounds at that point. And um, Ann said, don't worry, nothing bad's going to happen. Mm. And, and that just all of a sudden, I, it was like an aha moment for me because we go so slow. We're watching you the whole time. And the, nothing bad is going to happen. I'm not going to die. I'm not, the worst thing that's going to happen is I will not be able to push that weight any longer. I will not be able to hold it. The worst thing that would happen is that I suddenly, you know, just stop doing it and drop the weight a little bit. But that is the worst. And that's what you have to kind of work through in your head. It's just this, to me, it's a very great, it's a great like mental conditioning, you know, and that's so, the value of having a trainer like the three of you and the rest of the staff you have at all the informed fitness locations is the fact that there's a trainer with you one-on-one for that 20-ish minutes or so. And then the part that got a little scary for me, like you, Sheila, was my very first time through the workout is when you hit that, that point of failure where you can't move that weight anymore. Well, our natural response is just a boom, let it down. But as Adam has said, that's where the magic happens. And so then you say, all right, you're at that failure point, 10, 9, 8, and you're counting down to 1, and we're holding it, and we're sitting there struggling. And that's, that's the pinpoint of the intensity that it doesn't necessarily hurt. There's that 
burn, it's intense, and you want to beat it. You want to be able to hold it as long as you can, and then you let mm-hmm. it down, then there's that amazing release. That, to me, is the intensity, and as Adam, you said in previous episodes, that is where the magic happens. It is, and you know, again, we, we, we talk about failure, too, the word failure, muscle failure, and that, and that scares a lot of people. Mm-hmm. If you're not careful to define what failure is, and that failure is a good thing in this, people can feel, oh, I suck at this, or I'm too weak, I can't do this. And, and working out to that level of intensity and muscle failure will do that to you. So you have to educate, you have to understand that there's a, a totally different mindset, totally different objective to what we're trying to achieve when we do a set of exercise here. We're lifting weights slowly because it's safer. And we're going to safely lift this weight until our muscle has nothing left. And that can be a scary proposition. There's a natural survival instinct that wants to kick in, this fight or flight thing. But we're smart people, right? And we're human beings and we have thinking capabilities. So we're going to overcome that fear. We're going to overcome that temptation to panic. And we're going to stay in the pocket and we're going to push to that level of intensity where we can't lift the weight anymore and push a little bit beyond that and endure that burn, embrace that burn, if you will, and then just expire. And then like you said, Tim, that's where the magic happens, but that's also where the exhilaration comes that you actually did it, that you focused on it for, and it's only the whole experience is like a minute and a half. And really it's the last 20 seconds or so that are the uncomfortable part. So it's 20 seconds of what I like to just call severe discomfort. That's right. That's yeah, really all it is. Discomfort. And when Anne said, well, what's going to happen? Because as soon as you stop, the, dis- the severe discomfort goes away immediately. It, it goes beyond yeah. just goes away. It's almost exhilarating. <laughs> it exactly. really is. Yeah. There, there's seven times a workout where I'm like, oh, that feels really good for that to stop. So glad you're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, it, I, th- I think the word sometimes, I mean, like, uh, you know, Adam is very, very direct and I appreciate that. And the truth is, I'm, uh, I actually am attracted to that term muscle failure. Mm-hmm. However, over the years, I have noticed a lot of people, they don't connect to it. And it's, and it's something that we have to, I think we do have to work with, uh, with some people. They just won't stick around. And, and sometimes the, I, the concept, especially with type A people, the word failure does not sink in quickly, even if they're, they love a good challenge. And I mean, I play around with the terminology. I, I almost always go back to muscle failure also, but, <laughs> That's a big hurdle to overcome. When I was first exercising with Sheila and she was training me through this, I didn't like the failure. I was like, oh, I failed, right? You know, but after right. a while, once you learn to manage that and understand it as failure, that, where that is the goal, it's the only option. Right. Uh, yeah. And then we were well, that's, able to- That's how I like to approach it. I, I call it what it is and I say, but that's okay because failure can have different meanings. You can have personal failure. We're not talking about that kind of failure. We're talking about a different types of failure. It's Threshold. kind of like the word shalom in Hebrew. It can mean goodbye and hello. Mm. Mm. You know, and, and the thing is, failure can mean several things also. All right. So we're we're smart intellectual people. We're all big boys and girls here. All right. We're using the word failure in this way. All right. Get over it. Don't want to stop being so touchy feely sensitive. You know. You know. A lot of people uh, will say, well. I'm not really in great shape. I haven't worked out in like six years. I mean, I'm very careful. We all are very careful to explain that when you start this workout, we're going to kind of build you up to that. We're not, we're not treating you like an advanced client from day one. We're going to teach you what muscle failure feels like. We might not even go to muscle failure the first couple of workouts. We might get close to it. We'll bring you up, bring you into it. And then I always like to say to people, you're not, you're not going to go anywhere 
where you're not willing to go yourself. I'm not going to make you do anything. You're going to feel confident enough to do this the right way. You will go to muscle failure and confidently go to muscle failure, not because I'm imploring you, but because you feel safe doing so. Well, what you just said supported what I was about to say, and I'll just follow up with this, is I really struggled with uh, understanding, A, what failure was uh, until after a full week of going through all the exercises, understanding I can't move that weight anymore, and then dealing with the fact that, oh, well, I failed. I wanted to go more. I believe it takes a couple of weeks, at least for me, it took a few weeks to really wrap my brain around what failure was, and my trainer, Sheila, helped me get there to understand that. And then the beautiful thing about reaching that that failure, that threshold, that limit, is understanding that those limits were later pushed. Just a week or two later, when you go up weight in maybe mm-hmm. two to four to five pounds up on the amount of weight that we're pushing, lifting, or pulling, when we pass that threshold, that helped me understand it. And now that's the goal. And it's wonderful to push yourself to the limits. Otherwise, you don't know how far you can go. You're not going to see any strength. And I have uh, seen incredible gains over the last four months. You know, Adam talked about educating and talking to people and, and giving credit to our clients. And he's absolutely right about that because, you know, when uh, like failure, if we look about, if we look at it in exercise or in all aspects of our lives, like when we look back on times we've failed, we've always grown from those types of things in everything. They're always, when we look back, it's always a very positive aspect of our life. And, and we've, I've conveyed that to clients and reminded them about, hey, what, what about the time when you lost that job, but you got a better one later or, or this, this thing happened, but then the next thing uh, came as a result of that. And I read something that my brother wrote years ago, and he said something like, I trust my failures much more than I trust my successes because they happen much more often, you know? <laughs> and I think it's, it's, it's a, as a result of just life experience. And I think that's what, like literally, most things that are worthwhile are difficult. They are challenging. They're, they're, and and, I, and this workout is, is, is a part of that. This is not a recreational fun activity. Uh, I mean, it can be because the trainers are all fun and mm-hmm. we, it's a wonderful environment. But uh, what what most people come is uh, to do is to work out safely and efficiently so they can get back to their life, their work, or whatever. And um, anyway, that, that's my take on failure. I think it's it's a good thing, and we should be looking at it in a very positive light as we educate the clients. So, Tim, you talked about your relationship with failure and how you kind of learned to embrace it. And it took you several workouts, several weeks to kind of understand where we were going with this, where you should be going with it. Mm-hmm. And it made me think about any process, whether it be a language, guitar, martial arts. And the thing about like martial arts is a good example because you get your black belt, but you're not done learning. Black belt, you're, you're, you're considered fairly proficient at that at that particular martial art but you have different degrees of black belt so there is no end to this process i'm doing this 18 years this way and i am still learning about myself and i'm still finding out things about myself and it's interesting because it's a simple thing going to muscle failure in a way it's a simple you know you just go until you can't go anymore i mean it doesn't get simpler than that i mean there's no degrees of muscle failure either you go until you your muscles don't have anything left done so in one sense muscle failure is very simply just go until you can't go anymore where your muscle just fails at that point you can't lift the weight anymore and there's no degrees of failure you didn't almost fail either you failed or you didn't it's like being almost pregnant there's no such thing so it's very simple on the one hand, but then it gets kind of 
sophisticated on the other hand, where there are nuances to going into muscle failure. You're breathing, the way you approach it mentally. It's kind of like meditation in a way. If the, the idea of meditation is very simple. Just focusing on your breath and staying focused on your breath. Very simple premise. But you never perfect it. Even the gurus of meditation never perfect that. I think, I think a lot of it is reading your client and, and their attitude towards a challenge. And some people are very excited to, about this 90-second challenge ahead of them. Some people have a mediocre attitude towards it. And some people have a very uh, uh, poor attitude towards it. And among all, even if you have a poor attitude towards it, uh, a lot of them, they, they're here because they know that what they're doing is very, very good for them still, you know? And I think we have to work with that, and that's where we set the level of intensity so we don't, you know, so they, they can continue doing it and they can uh, get the stimulus that is necessary. It's 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 a little bit of an art form as, from the trainer's point of view. Adam's right, though. You, you know, inevitably, the goal is to get to the point where you just can't go anymore. And, uh, and, and as, as you evolve as a, as a client or in just doing the technique on your own or with a trainer, you get better at it, at, go, at tolerating what is an unpleasant feeling, what's a lot of discomfort, uh, which people sometimes use the word pain, dare I say. But it's like it's, it's just a hard activity. It's a hard stimulus. But the good thing is it's over quickly. It's a worthwhile stimulus. It's very challenging, but it's over fast. And then the other thing about that, too, is they might be a little afraid to go to that level of intensity. We do have to guide them through it, and and it takes a few weeks for you to really kind of mentally get into it. But you will leave that first session feeling something, and that is what, wow, oh, my gosh, um, I'm going to go back and try a little harder next time. you know. And then they, they get to know themselves better, that they can handle more than what they thought they could. Yes, and after about six to twelve sessions, you really start to notice and feel and see benefits, like the changes in your body, uh, and people feel it. So it's it's all very worthwhile. When I give a consultation, I'm not trying to push them as hard as they've ever worked out in their life before. I'm not trying to prove to them how tough I am as a trainer. I'm not trying to get them to prove to me how tough they are. What I'm trying to do the first workout or two is get their attention, if you will. Like, wow, I can't believe how my legs feel after just two minutes of mm -hmm. doing it. When they say how amazing it is after their first workout, and I know they didn't go into muscle failure, and I know they have a lot of experiencing to do, I always say to them, I'm glad you just said that to me. If you think this is crazy cool now, I'm going to ask you how you feel about it in 6 to 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. And you're going to look back on today's workout as like, wow, I thought I was doing it back then. Now I, now I see I'm doing it. You know, so uh, you're going to look back on, on today's first workout with fond memories, if you will, because it's never going to be so easy ever again. Well, there's definitely something special about that first workout. It is an eye-opening experience and the first step towards rebooting your metabolism, burning fat, and building muscle. Thanks, team. All right, here's our music composed and performed by our very own Mike Rogers, the GM at the Inform Fitness location in New York City. That music means that we're close to that 20-minute mark in the podcast. So if you began your slow-motion, high-intensity workout at the start of this podcast, you'd be finished by now for the entire week. If you'd like to ask our Inform Fitness experts a question or have a comment regarding the power of 10, it's very simple. 
Just shoot us an email or record a voice memo on your phone and send it to podcast at informfitness.com. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling 888-983-5020, extension 3. That's 888-983-5020, extension 3. All feedback is welcome and chances are strong that you'll end up right here on the show. And if you're learning from the show and enjoying it, the best way to support it and ensure that we continue producing additional episodes is to subscribe to the podcast and please rate the show and leave us a review right here in iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Acast, YouTube, or wherever you might be listening. And to join us here at Inform Nation and to give this workout a try for yourself, just visit informfitness.com for phone numbers and locations nearest you. Please tell them you heard about the power of 10 from the podcast. Don't forget to join us in our next episode as we continue this series on intensity. We'll provide you with a very descriptive and detailed definition of a high-intensity workout from Ken Hutchins, one of the pioneers of this protocol. We'll also discuss how this type of workout will enhance your performance in whatever activity it is you enjoy. I'm Tim Edwards for Adam, Mike, and Sheila. Thanks for joining us on the Inform Fitness Podcast, 20 minutes with Adam Zickerman and friends right here on the Inbound Podcasting Network.